And uh, right now it looks like we have about 10 campers, including Brother uh, Davis from Fleshman, two of his children. And so looking forward to camp. The speaker this year is going to be Jonathan Marshall, uh, Julia's oldest brother. And, uh, of course, every time I think of him, I think of him the day we got married. That was twenty, almost 25 years ago. He wore his glasses upside down in all of our pictures and changed his clothes three times while we were trying to take pictures. He's only 11 years old. You expect that kind of behavior. Uh, but... He is now a grown man and doing a great service there, working in his father-in-law's church in Toledo, and so looking forward to his preaching this year for our teams. Now, we have gone through the first ten chapters of the book of Proverbs, verse by verse, uh, not covering everything that we could possibly cover in every verse, but uh, now we're to the point to where... Uh, the book divides up, and it's just a collection of sayings. And so, uh, other than spending a night, we probably will on Proverbs 31, we are going to move through the book of Proverbs topically by subject. Last Sunday night, we did the subject of the sluggard and the slothful. And uh, tonight, Father's Day is coming up. And uh, Brother Hearn will be with us next Sunday. He'll be doing the Sunday evening service and also Sunday school time. And so I figured, well, we'll just get the sun thing in uh, a week ahead of time here. Uh, The Bible has quite a bit to say in the book of Proverbs to the sun. And I've uh, uh, just copied out the verses and we'll be covering those verses from Proverbs chapter 11 to Proverbs 31 uh, that deal with the sun. There are, uh, the, uh, there are a few verses we won't because it just says who is his name and what is his son's name and so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. Uh, those verses we won't deal with. But the first thing we're going to do, the first selection of verses is going to be the contrast in character of the sun. Now, you got to remember the book of Proverbs is a poetical book. It's poetry Hebrew poetry does not rhyme words, it rhymes or contrasts ideals. And so we're going to start out with the wise son. And we have four verses here, Proverbs 13, 1, if you want to turn there very quickly. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not Rebuke. Here's the contrast. A wise son listens to instruction, but a scorner will not listen even when you grab him by the shoulders and shake a little bit and say, you've got to get this. The scorner doesn't listen. But a wise son will hear instruction. Do you know what that tells us? If you're a son, listen for instruction. And by the way, it's not only talking about from your earthly father, it's talking about from your heavenly father. It is listening to instruction. God ought not have to grab you up by the shoulders and shake you in order to get you to listen to him. Don't be that kind of child. 
Listen for your Father's words. Amen. And the, I, I, boy, you could just go so many things, but I've heard preachers preach sermons like, well, I disobeyed God and he broke my ankle and then my ankle got well and I disobeyed God and he broke my leg. And I'll tell you what, that kind of sermon, I just, you've heard that kind of preaching and Brother Mike's laughing with me. Boy, I'll tell you what, that, that kind of preaching scares me. That's not the way God normally works. He would like to give you instruction and have you listen. I've known some fathers, and I would consider myself a fairly strict disciplinarian, but no real father enjoys disciplining his children. He wants them to listen. And so that is a wise son. Proverbs 15, verse 20. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. I tell you, there's a lot of songs written about mother's tears in the gospel realm. And what held true in Solomon's day, what is here? A wise son maketh a glad father, but if you want to make your mama cry, do something foolish. And by the way, you ought never want to make your mama cry. Amen? Listen. Follow. Verse 26. Um, um, I'm sorry. Verse Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27 says, Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men shameth his father. You know, I, I think of that in the earthly realm, but I think of it even more in the spiritual realm. How many times do we shame our father by just wanting to have, quote-unquote, a good time? I don't understand why people call uh, a riotous time good. You know, riots are dangerous. People get hurt. People want to go out and scream and holler. I had a couple of roommates when I was in Bible college, and they, they wanted to drive around on Friday night screaming and hollering and doing crazy things, and they thought they were having fun. I'll tell you what, I wasn't having fun. I was embarrassed to be around those guys. And you know what? They didn't have so much fun any either because I was there. Uh, the killjoy, I enjoyed that part because what they were doing was just plain ridiculous. You don't need to scream and holler, run in circles and, what is it, when in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout, right? Uh, let's get a plan here. It says, if you want to be wise, just keep God's law. If you want to bring shame, just hang around with people who don't care about keeping the law. People who think that they need a break from the law in order to enjoy themselves. 
Get away from those kinds of people. They will lead you into danger. And a wise son is going to stay away from that. Now the foolish son. We've got one, two, three, four, five verses here. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 25 says, A foolish son is a grief to his father and a bitterness to her that bear him. A foolish son is a calamity of his father. Proverbs 19, 13 And the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Father's Day is coming up. You know what? You want to destroy your father's Father's Day, be a foolish son. Uh, Wife, be contentious. Those are the things uh, a man can go out and fight the whole world if he can come home and not have to fight the people in his home. That's what it's talking about here. And this is the place of the foolish son. Proverbs 19.26, He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causeth shame and bringeth reproach. You know what? You can wear out your parents. My father died when I was 14 years old. You know what? It didn't take me long to figure out. I could wear my mother out and get my way if I wanted to. But this verse right here said, if you do that, you're going to bring shame and you're going to be a reproach upon your parents. That's what that verse is talking about there. And in Proverbs 17, in verse 2, it says, A wise son, a wise servant, shall have rule over a son that caused the shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. You say, why do you put that verse in here? Because the foolish son is going to end up being the servant of the servants. You want to damage your hopes. You want to challenge your future. Be a foolish son. Cause shame. And you're always going to be under someone else's thumb. It says here that the servant The wise servant is going to be in charge of you. You know, one of these cries that often comes from uh, the proper term is an indigent. Uh, Do you know what that is? A disobedient, uncorrectable child. Everybody's telling me what to do. Well, that's because you have exhibited in your life no ability to determine anything right for yourself. Amen? And the simple truth of the matter is, how am I going to do that? Oh, well, let's go back to the wise son. He keeps the law. He makes his parents glad. He heareth his father's instruction. He does what's right. Don't think that just because somebody has a little privilege that they've been given special privileges, maybe it's because they did something right. You want freedom, I tell my kids as they're growing up. You want freedom to make your own decisions? Prove to me by the ones you make today. 
If you can study and get your schoolwork done, guess what? I'm not going to be there to bug you every five minutes. But if you don't get it done, guess what? I'm going to be on you like a load of bricks. I'm going to make your life miserable. Why? Because there's a verse in here. Uh, the next section here, the contrast in the character. Now there's some commands in the book of Proverbs. What's the first one? Correct thy son, Proverbs twenty nine seventeen, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. When is a father's job done? When you go to heaven, that's when it's done. My grandfather said, it's when your grandchildren turn out all right. Well, we've got a little ways to go. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be careful. There are certain things when your son gets married, moves out of the house, hey, they're making some decisions on their own. But you know what? If my son calls me up, if my son who's in Bible college calls me up, I'm going to talk. And if they give me the opportunity, I correct. Because I'll never stop being dead. Because that correction is your future rest. But you know what? Not everybody has a son. Look at Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-one. It says, He that delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. You don't have to give birth to be a father, amen? There are some people out there that you can work with, and they will be just like a son. Everybody loves Proverbs thirteen twenty four. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him be times. How many of you know what be times is? That's all the time. That's every moment. Can we get an amen from some of the sons? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've, I've said this many times and may say it next Sunday morning, I don't know, but a parent's job, dad, your job, it's to make big things out of little things when your kids are little so that when your kids get big, you don't have to pretend that big problems are little. And that describes our society today, does it not? Actually, the opposite of that. That is the antithesis of society, is parents refuse to make big deals out of little things when their children are little, and then when they get big, they pretend the big problems don't exist. Well, my son would never do that. My daughter would never do that. Well, I don't expect my children to do that, but you know what? I'm going to be watching every moment because it tells us here that a father is supposed to correct his children. It is chastening all the time. You don't ever get a break. Someone once said, that's a lot of work, all them kids. Uh, yeah, but it's a good work, isn't it? It's ensuring the next generation. And by the way, 
we have some spiritual kids that need to grow up too. Amen? And we've got to work on those things. Somebody said, you, you just, you're, you're in the wrong generation, Pastor. If you could have only been alive about 50 years ago, that would have been perfect. No, God's got me right here. But I'm going to preach like I was alive 50 years ago, all right? Uh, I have no intention of changing because God has not changed what is in His Word. Now there's some commands to some sons. And uh, we can get these things and listen to them. By the way, God treats all His children as His sons. Amen? And so there is application to everyone here. Proverbs 19.27 Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. Boy, that will keep you out of so much trouble. Cease, my son. That is a decision that you have to make. Nobody can make it for you. You must choose to stop hearing instruction that is going to cause you to err. Well, how can I know the instruction is going to cause me to, or, or drive me toward error? Well, it's real easy. If it comes from Benny Hinn, it's wrong. If it comes from TBN, it's wrong. If it comes from some preacher of some weird church, guess what? It's wrong. If they're using another Bible version, it's wrong. Don't just, don't. Listen to the world to find out what the world is doing. It's not going to help you. You know what? One of the biggest arguments that the homosexual community has used to further their rights and their agendas is they go back in history and they find people and they say, Oh, Abraham Lincoln was a homosexual. He wasn't. Uh, King James was a homosexual. He wasn't. Uh, you know, did you know this guy over here? He was a homosexual. He's, he was a good guy. Uh, that doesn't matter. You know what? Al Capone was one of the nicest guys in Chicago if you were hungry and didn't have a job. If you worked for the other guy, he was one of the most vindictive and cruel and murderous men that ever lived. It just depended if you were on his side or not. He actually fed more people in Chicago during the Depression than the government did. Is it a good thing to feed hungry people? Yeah. But did that make Al Capone a good guy? No. So let's be careful because just because so-and-so's a nice guy doesn't mean that you should listen to them instruct you about your life. Amen? Cease, my son, to hear instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. The moment you hear them disagree with the word of God, Stop taking counsel. You've got to make the choice not to listen or you will be influenced. 
Proverbs 23, 15 says, My son, if thy heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. You want to make your earthly father rejoice? The wise son heareth counsel, heareth instruction. The wise son keepeth the law. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Do you think those same things apply to our heavenly father? Yeah. How would you like to make God happy? How about just listen to him next time? Amen? How many of us, just stop and think about this, have gone through a certain set of circumstances in our life, some kind of scenario played out, and we realize that the Bible said that we should behave a certain way. And we chose not to behave the Bible way. Has anybody else ever done that? I mean, we all have. Do you want to make God happy? Let him direct you the next time you get into that set of circumstances. Proverbs twenty-three nineteen says, Hear thou, my son, be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Here is instruction. It says that you must guide your own heart in the way. You know, there's so much that a parent can do, a father can do for his son. There's so much that God can do, but There's a portion of that that will not happen until you choose to force your heart to follow God's way. There's got to be a willingness. There's got to be a choice to put your heart at God's direction. Just a few verses down, Proverbs 23, 26 says, My son, give me thine heart. And let thine eyes observe my ways. You know, if you don't do that, if you don't give God your heart, if you don't look and plan on following him, you're not going to follow the Father. And earthly father, you better make sure, because guess what? Little child, little son, little daughter is watching where you go. I can tell you stories, after stories, of people who didn't do things that were that bad. I knew a father who smoked a pipe once in a while, occasionally cigarettes, never anything else. Both his kids smoked dope and did all kinds of things that are attached to that lifestyle. It says here, give me thine heart, and your children will give you their heart. But it determines what you do with it. But they still have to make a choice. They have to guide their hearts in the way. They have to 
follow and choose. It says, My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste. Proverbs 24 and verse 13. Verse 14 says, So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. Then shall there, there shall be a reward, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. You know what? You've got to learn what tastes good and what does not. Fathers, you've got to teach your sons to like spinach. Broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, and all those terrible things. You know why? Because your children will be better off if they develop a flavor for that than for candy bars and chocolate icing and all the garbage, the treats that the world offers. It's the same thing in the Word of God. You take your children and you develop within them a taste for real Bible understanding. And when they get older, they're not going to like the fake stuff that's out there. They're going to come back. And so it's enjoy life. You know why so many children do not go to church today? Because their parents went to church, but they didn't enjoy it. It wasn't honey. It wasn't sweet. It was something they had to do. Let me tell you, you ought to make it something that you want to do. Tell you, my dad wanted to go to church, and he served in all the different things. And I, I remember one time, one year, we had just a, it was almost like a plague of crickets. Uh, they were in the classrooms, and during the uh, school day, they'd jump out from under the radiators and scare the girls and all of that. And, and um, they had a big church meeting, and I remember my dad saying to them, he said, listen, I take care of bugs all the time around my house. He said, I'll come in and spray the church. Well, guess who got to help them? I carried the sprayer, and my job was to pump it up. It was, one of the, it was one of them old sprayers that had a hand pump, and you kept the, I kept the air in it, and my dad sprayed the poison all around. And I'll tell you what, within a week, there wasn't a cricket in that place. Probably get thrown in jail for putting that in a school today, but I'll, I'll tell you what, didn't hurt any of the kids. We didn't grow up weird, amen? No. Uh, the simple truth of the matter is, my dad was there to serve whether it was spraying for bugs or graphiting the door hinges. He was there. He's got two sons that are in the ministry today. You will follow. They will follow what you desire. Two more verses. Proverbs twenty four twenty one. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them, that are given to change. Now, this idea of fearing the Lord, if, if we've been through this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil and pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. These are verses in the Proverbs that talk about fear of the Lord. 
We need to respect God and follow His directions. And by the way, it's a challenge at times, but we need to respect our government and follow. Our governor? Oh, my. If we wanted to list the problems, it would take us a week. And we still couldn't do it. Our congressperson? One of the few people in the government that can stand on the left side of our president is Carolyn Maloney, the most liberal person in Congress. She represents Astoria. Uh, be careful. It's easy to get an attitude in that direction and say things that we ought not say. It says, as a son, we fear the Lord and the king and meddle not with them that are given to change. My wife and I were talking about this just the other day. Back in the 70s, a bunch of churches decided that they were done with the public schools and they were all going to start Christian schools. There was a big Christian school movement. And you know what? It didn't accomplish what they said it would accomplish. In fact, it did a lot of harm. A lot of Christian school graduates are doing a lot of rotten stuff today because only parents can raise children, not Christian schools. You know what the next big fad is? Now it's recovery programs. And I am for Christian education. I'm not against it. I believe that the best way to educate your children in the Lord is to do it at home, homeschool. It's the absolute best. Someone said, why don't we start a Christian school? Well, number one, if you won't take the responsibility to teach and train your children without one, you won't take the responsibility to teach and train your children with one. It's not going to do us any good. Number two, unless you have a quarter of a million dollars that you don't know what to do with, and that's just to file the papers so we could have a Christian school in the basement, 25 kids. That's what, if it's a school, you got to follow the building code. But you know what? If we had 300 parents and children homeschooling that decided to come together for chapel services, you know what we have to do to our building? Absolutely nothing. So I'm encouraging homeschooling is the way to go. We can help each other with that, and we don't have to do anything because there's no regulations. But don't meddle with them that are given to change. Now it's this, now it's that, now it's this. We're going to try this program here. We're going to try this method over here. Uh, don't meddle with those people. Stay with the people that just serve. And it says, My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I might answer him that reproacheth me. Here's what it says. My son, be wise. That's a command. That is instruction. 
If you want to give your father something to answer with, live your life right. There's a spiritual application. Jesus repeatedly told his disciples, the world is going to know about me because of what you do. Amen? There's a choice that has to be made. We are not naturally wise people. We do not naturally choose what is best. You've got to confine yourself, constrain yourself with the love of God, with the Word of God, so that you will choose those things. And we can take these, as I said, yes, they apply perfectly in the home, And if you're growing up here, a little child, there's some decisions that you can make that will make your house a much wonderful, more wonderful place to be in. Uh, I remember a preacher preaching a sermon once when I was probably about 10 or 12 years old. Still remember it all those years later. It was children on how to train your parents. And he just went through a bunch of verses like this out of the Bible. says, you want your dad to be happy? listen to his instruction. If you listen to him, he'll expect you to listen to him and you'll find out that he won't be disciplining you near as much because you're listening. That's pretty good advice. By the way, we just covered those verses in Proverbs. Amen. And our Heavenly Father wants us to learn how to pray for the things that he wants so he can give them to us. He wants us to learn how to listen to instruction so that he doesn't have to rebuke us. Amen? And so that is the word son, the topic of son from Proverbs chapter 11 through Proverbs chapter 31. And uh, we just covered a lot, but all these verses are very similar. And so uh, we've got probably six or eight more weeks of covering different topics through the book of Proverbs, and then we'll finish the book of Proverbs Lord willing, sometime this summer. So let's just have a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our prayer time tonight.